Okay, Daf Chof. Amar of Chista. So we talked yesterday. If you had a Dioy al Gabi Dioy, so if you had, if you already had written with black ink and you want to write on it again, we said for Hilfah Shabbos you haven't done anything. And obviously for for Hilfah Chasima for being a signature, it also doesn't work. The Moshe only yesterday was if you had red ink that they wrote. Uh, that the Bezdin wrote, and then they ate him signed on top of it. Even that, the Gemara's been said that maybe it doesn't work, even though we're machmel in Shabbos, but we're not going to be makel in Yenget. So now, if Chista has a similar question, Amr of Chista, get Shekasfu Shaloi Lishma, the Hever of Kulmus Lishma. So what happens if you wrote a Shaloi Lishma, it was written for somebody else, but if you had the same people, Ruvain, Ruvain's married to Leah, and it was written for a different Ruvain Malaya, so instead of threatening, the first one, Baruch Hashem decided to reconcile and doesn't need to get anymore. So now you want to use this get. For a second Ruvain and Leah, but it's Shalai the Shema. So, what you want to do is you want to rewrite over the existing letters, take the Kulmus and just rewrite a little bit over the letters and do it now, the Shema, for the second people. Does that work? So, it says the Rafchistop, Banam Machlekis, Behind the Rabbanan. The Chaira, this is actually Tully, and a Machlekis, Behind the Rabbanan, we have in Hilchas Ksiva Sefatir. The Sanya, Resha Yitzarch, Lichtevis Hashem, person's writing a Sefatir, and he gets up to a part where he's supposed to write Shem Hashem, Yud Kevavke, Vinishavan Lichtev Yehuda. For whatever reason, he was not Nechavan to write the Shem Hashem. He was Nechavan to write Yehuda with a Dalid, Vitavala Hitubo, Dalid, and then he left out the Dalid. So, he ended up, he needed to have in this spot, wherever he was, Vidab Hashem, Amoshalimra, he needed to have a Yud Kevavke. He mischavened specifically not to write the Yud Kevavke, and then it came out to be a Yud Kevavke there anyways, like he really needed. Therefore, it would be no good. So what do you do? So Tanakhama says, Maver of Kumus and Makachi, Yudhi says, no problem. You could just rewrite on top of the existing letters, Lishma, and that works. The Chachamim say, no, that does not work. That does not provide the proper Lishma for the shame, and therefore it's possible. So says of Chista, we seem to see over here, Machlaikis, between Yudhi and Rabbanon, how this works. According to Yudhi, it's Mashma, you could write one on top of the other, and the second one would work. And this, according to Rabbanon, not. So this would be the same Machlaikis. You could have the same Machlaikis between the Rabbanon, that according to Yudhi, if you have a get written Shalai Lishma, you should be be able to maveril of kumas and make it to be lishma. Taisus asked already on yesterday's daf. We, we said diyayo gabi diyayo does not work. So how is this any different? So two, two different shatim. Taisus over here there says a New Testament aleph that over here it's not the same because over here the, sh- the lishma of the second ksiva is considered like a, an addition, a masak in the original ksiva. Just as we talked about black on red, we said maybe it's good. We debated. So maybe lishma on shaloi lishma is also good. And another other mafarshim say a slightly different approach that over here you're not re- you're not adding a new writing you're just adding the lishma into it and adding the lishma into the original writing that's how Rabbi Yehuda is doing it's not the, it's not a second writing the original writing is what's doing but you're able to add lishma into it whatever the, again whatever lambdas you want to put into it or other mafarshim say in a chrami. That whole Gemara was based on the same Achleikis. According to Avchista, that Gemara would be based on the same Achleikis. So Avchista says that it seems to be Achleikis, Behud and Rabbanon in that Brysa. Amar Vachar Bayakar, Vachar Bayakar says, Lav Tafke is it the same Haloch? Dumaloi. Ad Kalei Kamar Rabbanon Hosan, only the Rabbanon said over there it does not work. Elo to be inon zek keli vanvei uvaleka. If you write a Shem Hashem and a Sefer Torah, and then you rewrite on top of it, it's clearly going to be messy. It's going to be messy. It's not going to be all the exact same spots. You're going to have blotchy kind of ink one on top of the other. And, you know, you have the issue what we have over here is scraping it off is also not a solution because you have a Shem Hashem already. So you're a little bit stuck. So according to Rabbanon, maybe that's a specific issue in Shem Hashem and then you'd have this concern of Zechel Ivan Ve'u Veleka, but of a Hakalai. But over here by Get, 
well, I don't care how pretty the get is. No one really makes a difference how nice the get is. Maybe that would be okay. And it seems to be a piece of Gemara. It seems to be a piece of Gemara missing over here that it could be Behuda says the opposite as well. Could be even though Behuda says it's kosher by the Sefer Torah, but by a get where you need krisus l'shma, it could be that would be a little bit different maybe. And therefore we don't have that in our Gemara. It's in on side they bring it. And therefore lav dafka according to Ravacha is not machlekes midir abad and have anything to do with arsug. Amar of Chista. Once of Chista is talking about Hilchas Gitter, of Chista throws a bomb. Theoretically, if you want it to be a brisker, every single get is possible. There's no such thing as a kosher get. That's what Fchista said. Samalei Rava, Rava said, whoa, my time. Like, what's your havim? So maybe Fchista did this like in Shear, right, to get the chevra tumbling, right? So they all started hacking exactly what does the Rebbe mean and, uh, and what, you know, what's the pshat. So I'm like, Rav, my time, I can think of two reasons why you might want a taina that all gitten should be psula. First is, Ilay Mishum Dechsevik Kosav. It says, Allah is Vekosav, Allah gets his saves the creases, when Asam Yada, that the mitzvah on the husband to write the get. He has to write it, or he has to hire a cipher to write it. The Allah is, we'll see, that Lechatchila, we actually tell the cipher to be makne, the cloth and the ink, and some of even the kulmus to the husband, that it should be considered his. It should be mamish his, and the cipher is writing it with a shlichos, etc. But he's mamish writing it with the ink and the cloth of the husband. So what, 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 what's the problem? Rashi brings later on in the Masech, we have a problem. We have a problem is that when the husband goes to divorce his wife, and he has to come up with the money to pay the cipher, so that's an easy way for him to delay the get. And leave her as an iguna. He says, I'm sorry, I'm out of cash. I don't know what to pay the cipher. So Chazal made a takana that she should pay, since she wants to get out of this marriage, she should pay the cipher, and if she pays the cipher, that solves the problem of the husband trying to get out of this by not by claiming he doesn't have the money to pay her. Oh, says says Rabbi, so that's Rechista's problem. How can Chazal go ahead and say that the wife has to pay the cipher? That apparently that was the minig then, so then you have a problem. Because then it's not the husband's shtar. It's not the husband's thing. Now, Really, you could still say that the cipher is makne it to the husband. You could still do that. The question is, if she's paying for it, then like, how does the lumdus work? So the chayra, you have a little psul. Belongs to her, belongs to the husband. So you can okay, but I mean, not if she's paying for it in that way, not at that point. But yeah, it could be. Says about ikokosvul. Says about v'dume akne akne the that's not a problem, says Rava. We have a halacha called Hefker, Bezden, Hefker. Hefker, Bezden, Hefker says Chazal can move money around wherever they deem and see fit. So here also, when Chazal said that the woman should pay, what they're actually saying is, is that she's paying, and then we're, she's paying on behalf of the husband. Her money becomes Ke'il, the husband's money, and when she pays the cipher, it's Ke'il, the husband's paying the cipher, and therefore it all actually goes back to him. So love this wise, we have a, we have a structure to make that work, and it shouldn't possible to get it. Okay, but maybe there's another issue. El Mishum Dechsev in Nosan. It says interesting. Right, the pasuk we've been dashing. The cost of the Sefer Kisuf in Nosan beyader. Generally speaking, says says Rav Chista, Rav B'Shem Rav Chista. The Nosan means you have to give something that is of substantive value. Okay, so it has to be worth at least maybe a shava pruta. That's a normal minimum value you associate with the Nosan. And therefore, the husband has to give something that's worth a shava pruta to the isha. Over here, the get is worthless. It's not worth anything. We said you could write an alazayis. We'll see anything more in a second. So it has no value. So maybe we should have a halacha that says, Vinasan, that the get has to be written on some kind of fancy, expensive paper or something like that, uh, and have real value. And since it does not have real value, says Rava Ke'ilu, thinking what the is saying, maybe this would be a reason to passel all getin, because we don't have a kiyam of Vinasan. 
says, Rav, what are you talking about? Dilma Nasina Sageti. When it says Venosam Biyada, it doesn't mean he's paying her money, as we'll see in the Gemara, right? There's no, there's no, there's such a Havamina, but there's no Maskana. He doesn't give her any money. Rather, Venosam is the giving over of the paper. Whether the paper is worth money, whether the paper is not worth money, whether it's worth something to him or not is totally irrelevant. All Venosam means is that this document, which has these words on it, is given from the husband to the wife. It makes no difference if there's any value at all. Teida, the Shulch Mitam. We actually paskin, koswil asuri hano kosher. If the cloth that they're writing with is an isuri hano, let's say it's cloth that came from an animal, it was of a zara, whatever it is, it gets kosher. You shouldn't do such a thing, because the chayra and the say, giving again is hano, at least for the isha, right? Maybe not for the man, depends on what the situation in the marriage is, right? But theoretically, you could understand that giving again is getting hano, from from this piece of paper, so maybe the chatchila you should not use such a piece of paper. But lemaisa halakha lemaisa it works, even though isuria na has no value, and isuria na is shaloi shenib reshusa and a shaloi. It's not even considered really the husband's. No one really owns anything that's isuria na. Yet lemaisa that is a kiyum of venasan. As long as it was his paper and he gives it over to her, that's a mukuyam. And therefore, if you see that, says Rava, you see clearly the halachim that does not have to have any intrinsic value. And therefore, says, says Rava, back to Yafchista, even though you have two nice, you know, uh, frumi tainas, Lamai said the halachim is not that way, and the halachim is that gitin arkash. So let's talk about this halachim. Kufa. Sholchumitam, we said, Kosvil, Surah, and Arkash. Amravashi. It's our Mishnah. The Mishnah says, You write in a leaf. A leaf has no value. And if a leaf has no value, you see that the value of the get is meaningless. Some of you are right. We, it is that halach of the Mishnah, but we understand that from the Mishnah that a Surya no also works. Yes, one leaf from a Zayis is not worth anything. It's worth nothing. But if you have 100 kilo of alizayis, it might be worth something. Each one is worth a tiny little bit, whereas something that's a suri hana, we consider has zero value. And therefore, just because it says in the Mishnah, alizayis is kosher, you would not necessarily know that a suri hana is kosher, so we have to teach you that as well. Tanya, Rebbe Yoimer, Kosro, suri hana kosher, Rebbe Taka, Paskan, Olochal, Maisa, that a star get could be kosher on a suri hana. Nafak Levi Darsh Mishmei the Rebbe. So Levi wanted to make sure everyone understood this halacha, and he darshed the Peshem Rebbe. And he thought if he said a Peshem Rebbe, that would be a good way everyone would be makabel the halacha. Veloy Kolsua, but they were not makabel the halacha. They said, "Oh, you're saying a Peshem Rebbe? Does that mean it's a machloikis? Maybe the Rabbanon argue on Rebbe. Maybe a Surah no is possible." So therefore, so Mishmei the Rebbe in Vekosua. So then Levi came out the next day when he darshed this halacha again, and he said a Peshem the Rabbanon, the generic Rabbanon, and therefore they're makabel the halacha. Alma says the Gemara, Levi was very, very concerned that everyone should understand that such a get is kosher. And if you're stuck, if you don't think else to use, you can use it. Or if they gave a get like this, that it is actually a kosher get. And therefore he went ahead and said it, not just Peshem Rebbe, he was mocked to make sure that they makabal the salacha from it. Okay, now we get to other... If you quote a, a single person, Rashi says it because he, he quoted only Rebbe. Correct. And that's, and that's why... He didn't accept it. Because and, and the question is, why was he specifically saying, when you square up Hashem a single person, single Godel, you could have two intentions. You could be saying, oh, even Rebbe holds like this, or you could be saying, only Rebbe holds like this. So that was the question. He thought he could say Hashem Rebbe, and they would be excited that Rebbe said it. Right. Turns out they said, no. They said, oh, it's only Rebbe, but he's a Shittat Yochid, maybe. Huh? So therefore he changed. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Hilchus Ksiva over here. It's very important, Hilchus. 
Kosav veloy chakak. It says vekosav lo sefer krisus. It says more veloy chakak. If you engrave it in the havamina, engraving doesn't count. It has to be with ink. We talked yesterday in Rashi whether a pencil or something like that even works. But it says the Gemara over here that engraving does not work. It says more. It's not true. Remember the chakika lafksivi. That means you're telling me that engraving does not count. Vraminu we have a brayse. The brayse says evet shiasa b'ksava gabe tavlo or pinkis if an evet. Has a star shikhra written for him. And it's engraved on a tavla or a pinkus. These are like these slates. These have slates either made out of wood or made out of cheres. Sometimes they would have covering of wax on top of it and you can engrave in the wax. Like Whatever the name, it is. Okay, I don't know. Maybe in your days. But in my days. <laughs> maybe, okay. So there's some kind of thing that has engraving on it. So Yatsul cheres. It counts as a star. So you see, of a loik sabshal gabi kipa v'anduchtri. Kipa v'anduchtri, Rashi says, is some type of weaving. So if you have, let's say, a, a, a cat, Rashi says, or some kind of beget, and they go ahead and embroider something, so embroidering does not count, because that's just sewn on, it could just fall off. Embroidering is definitely not considered a ksav. But if it's engraved, that is a ksav. So you just said v'kosav v'loi chakak. So what's the difference? So amar ula, amar v'lazer loi when you talk about engraving, there's two basic ways you can engrave something. You can normally with the word engrave that we use means engraving. You're digging in, so you have a flat piece of cheres, uh, let's say a flat piece of, of pottery, and you scratch something into it. So that is considered writing. There's another way you can have something like that, and that is like when we have with coins. Okay, coins might be a bad example. We'll see anything more in a second, but you can have something where you push it down into a fus. When you put it down into a form, and actually, if you think about it, what's happening there is you have a flat piece of, let's say, metal, and when you push down into it with some sort of form, the metal stays where it is. It's the area around the letters that gets pushed down. So you actually don't have a ksiva. You actually are forming letters, but not by actually affecting the letters itself, but by pushing the area around the letters down. That's what we call chuk tuches. Okay, you're doing the area around. So there's two kinds of things. There's chok tuches, which you're pushing the area around the letters down. Then there's chok yereches, which means you're actually engraving in the letter itself. So now the word is changing. Now that which we said, that's only no good if you do chok tuches, if you push the area around. But if you're engraving, engraving would count for a get, and engraving would count for a shtar shikha. It says, but if it's a fus, a form, it doesn't count. For a minute, we have another cash on this. It says, How did the tzitz look? The tzitz that the Kayan got a war said, Kaydish Hashem on it. And it was made out of metal. It was gold. Okay, it was a very thin piece of gold. And it had sticking out the letters of Kaydish Hashem on it. So it wasn't shokeh. It wasn't engraved in the gold. It was sticking out. Like gold coins. Now, says the Gemara, what does that mean? By the, by the, by the, by the tzitz, it says, Petuchei Chayisim, it has to be like written, it has to be like Ksav. So now, how does that Ksav? If it's like a gold coin, Vadin Rezov Tuchei a gold coin, or any coin per se, when you put it into a Tfus, you're actually pushing down the sides of it, and the inside of it just stays where it is. So that would not be a Ksav, that would be what we call Chak Tuchei, pushing down the outside, and therefore, how did they make the tzitz? Because the chayr that sits, you tell me, it's like a gold coin. It's like Matt. I mean, kedun rezav says more kedun rezav v'loy kedun rezav. It looked like gold coins, but over here it was different. Kedun rezav the boilet. It was like kedun rezav. The, the letters of Kedush Hashem stuck out 
but up, not in. It was up from the metal. Buy a thick piece of metal like a coin, so you have no choice but to smash it down, and you end up smashing it on the outside. The metal of the tzitz was very thin, and therefore they pushed it in from the back. Okay, and that is actually engraving. It's backwards engraving because you're not doing it from the front, pushing the letters in. You're doing it from behind it and pushing the letters out. But that's okay because you're pushing the letters out. You're not pushing the area around the letters in. So there is another way to do it. So if you, you can have chak tuchay, sort of, that you can have letters being bolet from something, and that works. It depends how you do it. If you do it by pushing around the outside of it, that's no good. If you do it by pushing from the back, that would taka be good. Amale Ravina Ravashi. So Ravina asked Ravashi, wait a second, how does the tfus of a coin work? Rushma Michvatzharatz or Knufe Michnaf. When you actually make a coin, if you've ever done it, if you've ever gone to one of these archaeological places, they let you do it sometimes. They give you a little piece of round yeah. metal, and they take this like big, long pipe, a very heavy pipe, and the bottom of the pipe is engraved like a coin. You put it on top of the piece of metal, you smash it with a hammer, and it actually makes, and you take it off, and you have a little coin there. It's cool, right? So you got like a you know, nickel or penny, whatever it is, shekel, and that. So the question is, what's the science that's actually going on here? Because if you look carefully at the tfus that you have there, so there's actually parts that are stuck in on the part the form, there's parts that are boiled out, those pushed down, and then there's parts that are in. So the question is, when you're hitting on the hammer and knocking it down, yes, some of the parts on the outside are pushing down, but that's also forcing some of the metal up. So if you actually looked at a really, really you know, fine microscope, you might actually see that if the metal was you know, three millimeters high, when you hit it, some of that metal actually goes four or five millimeters high. So while, yes, most of the metal is being knocked down, some of that metal is actually coming up into the tfus. So how do we look at that? Do we look at a coin or the, the process of making a coin as chak tuchais or is that chak yereches? So it's mishume michratz charetz or knufe michnaf. Amalei michratz charetz. So he said that is going to be considered michratz charetz, which means that the outside is being knocked down and it would not be good. She says, so the same price, by the tzit, it was not sunk in, you tell me by a coin, we consider it chaktuchas, that it's mostly knocked down, it's not considered being sticking up, and not being forced up, we said by the tzit, again, you need to have a writing, it looked like, we do it with gold coins, but it was made using a different technology. By the tzitz, you did it from behind, and therefore that's totally fine, of course. By a coin, when you're smashing it from the top, then it's debatable. This is the reason they discuss uh, that when they invented the printing press, okay, so can you use a printing press to print Sifrei Kaidish? Okay, so... Theoretically, in terms of lishma, it's lishma. You're doing it by hand, right? It's no different if you write it one letter at a time. If you write it with a printing press, leave the digital world out of it. Okay, in the old Gutenberg kind of printing presses. So how would that work? So by by tefillin and mezuzahs, it's an issue. But by tefillin and mezuzahs, it has to be done keseder. It has to be written in order. So that would not be good when you print it all at one time. That wouldn't be good. But by sefetayra or by a get, theoretically, it should be able to be done. And the, the Mepharshim, you know, obviously, it's one of these things where nobody wanted to do it, and they just had to figure out why not. But one of the svaras they use is that since the letters that you actually have the ink on, on like those metal letters or wooden letters, whatever they are, are pushing down, it might be an issue like you're being chayretz, like you're being chaktuchas, maybe. 
it looks bad, and therefore they didn't want it. The Taz says that. He said, even though theoretically the Taz says it looks to me like it should be kosher, to use it for a get, to be matu in when it sort of looks like you're doing this kaktuches business, I, I'd rather avoid it and not use it. They have a modern-day technology. They use silk screening. They discussed in about 15, 20 years ago. There's a whole pulmus about making sifritera with silk screening, which is a different type of printing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the word price scheme were actually matir. And they, they made mm-hmm. sifritera like that. Um, and then later on, the, whatever, the Vada of Mishnah Stam shut that down. But um, there, was a, there was a time. There was, I can send you another video on that if you want also. Uh, but there's a, there's a, uh, there, there was such a time where these different technologies are sort of writing-oriented. How do they fit into these Gemara's Interesting things to talk about. Because the Okay, so let's say this guy is Makbed like a Frista. And he wants to make sure that the get that he's giving is fancy. Right? We write fancy ksubas, so why shouldn't we have fancy gitin? Okay, so I'm going to write the get on a fancy plate of metal, and I'm going to write it, or I'm going to engrave it there, whatever it is. The Amrla, and then when he gives it to her, he says, Oh, so I can kill, I never want to see you again. So I can just do both at the same time. So here is the get, and since it's worth so much money, you can melt it down later, so this counts as your ksuba. Does that work? So Mao. Now Taisa says, what's the Shiloh? Taisa is top Taisa. Afrika of the Kosva is no kosher. Hanamshim the Yovla the Yovla Mia Kolaget Avalhocha Lo Yovla Ella Bitaras Piroyan. Maybe if he's giving her the star Bitaras Piroyan of the Ksuba, maybe that's worse than Isuri Ano. Isuri Ano, you don't have to give her anything. That we get. But if you're giving it to her for alternative purposes, maybe that's a chasarn of Vinosan. In the get. It's a chasarn in the get, because you're really giving it to pay off a loan, to pay off the ksuba, not necessarily b'teras gitin. So maybe you say first, here's your get. Samar la, So we paskin, it's good. We paskin both work. You don't have to say it. It automatically works. Says the Gemara, Eisve, we have a Bryce. The Bryce says, Iskabli Gitech, if a man says to the wife, This is your get, Vashar, I want the rest of it. In other words, whatever two cents of it is for the get, and the other thousand dollars of it will be for your ksuba. So, Iskabli Gitech, Vashar, ksuba, so it works. So the Gemara says, If that's the case, though, though, time of Dikashar, it's mashma, you need to separate it. And say this is for the get and this is for the ksuba. Holeka Sharloi, mashma, if you don't say it, you just give it as one, it would not work. He doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't have to specify. He can just give the whole thing. Even though there's extra, he can't just give it to her and just walk away. And then she says, excuse me, where's my ksuba? And he says, oh, that counted as your ksuba as well. No, 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 no. At the minimum, when he gives it, he has to say, I'm giving it to you for a get and a ksuba. If he does not specify that it's for a ksuba, he doesn't have to say for the shah or anything. He doesn't have to split it up. But if he wants to give it for the ksuba, he has to specify it. Otherwise, it's just considered a fancy get. And just like she now owns the get, as we'll see in the Gemara in a second, so even the area around the get, under the get, the pieces of it, whatever it is, all that is considered hers. If it's not hers, it might actually be a chesar and increases depending on how you do it. But over here, where he specifically says it, then at a chanam, he's saying the, the area around or whatever it is, that's extra that I'm giving it to you. He doesn't have to say it that way. He just has to say, this also works for your ksuba. But if he doesn't say that, then the assumption is this is just a fancy get, and then the ksuba would be separate. And that's what the chedesh of the Gemara is. However, says the Gemara, it depends how we, it depends how this all works. Tanarbon, Hareza Gitech Vaniyor Sheli. 
What if he says, okay, because of Los Sefer Crisis, right, and I don't want to give you anything, I don't really want you to have the paper, right, but the words you can have, right, so I'm giving you the words, but the paper is still mine, I'm keeping the paper. Ain't a migreshes, that does not work. Rashi says, the nimtza oisius porches be avir. You cannot have a Sefer Crisis without a Sefer, right? So you need to have some paper there, even though we said a Surya, I know it's fine, and it doesn't have to be worth anything, and doesn't even have to give her it, really, because a Surya, I know doesn't even own, but he has to give her the paper. The paper has to become hers on some level. What if he says, I'm giving it to you, but I'm giving you the paper, it's yours, but then you have to give it back to me. So that works, right? Regressions. That's like we always say by Lulav and all that. You could do Matana Amanas That's fine. As long as even temporarily it was hers, that's fine. Buyer of Papa. So Papa is the fastest one following Shiloh. Vain What if he says the paper underneath the letters is yours? But the paper between the words, that's mine. I don't know how you go figure this out. Right? Afterwards, you jigsaw puzzle it up, or you figure out how much it's worth. But that's how I want to split it up. So my, so more says take. That would be an interesting shayla. And the shayla seems to me, is this a chesarn in krisus? Like, at what point, we said before in the previous Gemara, like the outside of it that's gold, that he could keep theoretically if he wants, but he can give it to his exuba. That works as well. Over here, between the lines, is that already considered a chesar in krisus, that you're not giving him anything? Hold on. If he's going to be giving her, if he's going to be mamish between the letters or between the words, then you have nothing. Then he's giving her a bunch of letters, right? If, if he take, prints a bunch of letters and throws the letters at her, that's not a safer krisus. It has to be a document which is readable. It says, Me'ura means, if you look at a get, and Rat says, but normally you have a get that you can have lamids that go up and chafs that go down and sadis and stuff, and therefore always the lines are always going to be overlapping somewhat. Tysus discusses whether this means the letters are actually touching or not. The halacha is, we paskin that when you write a get, it has to be written like a secretary. Each letter has to be totally separate from every other letter. Tysus maybe says, maybe coming from this or not, that they're touching, and therefore there's no place where he could actually cut out the words. Tysus lavdav, could, could just be that if they're close enough to each other and you have the chaf going down and the lamid going up, so there's no place that you would be able to cut it and create multiple swarm. It would all be very, very flexible, but you, but you could actually have it all cut out and he gets the pieces in between. And that was of Papa Shiloh. So he owned an Evet. The get And you have a get written. At this stage, we assume it's written with ink. Okay? Written with ink on the hand of the Evet. One day, now normally the Allah is, if a woman comes to Bezdin in general and produces a Shtar Gitin that's signed, or if she has a Dichasim or a Messiah, or whatever the Allah is, she's divorced. We don't need the husband here at all, right, in this Bezdin. As long as it happens somewhere and it was done Bakashus for Yosha, we're fine. So here, the Isha comes with the Evet. Now, normally the reason we say that when an Isha produces a Shtar Git and it works is because, where did she get the Shtar from? Obviously, if it was signed by Edom, the Edom are signing that it was done by the husband. How did it get to her hands? Must be the husband gave it to her. If we have Edom Asira, that's even better. Or whatever it is. But normally the husband gave it. Here, she produces the Evid. Now, an Evid walks. An Evid is alive. So, how did this Evid get to her? Do we have a proof the fact that she has the Evid is a proof that the husband gave it to her? Or did the ever just climb out from the husband's window and get to her house and now she's divorced? But you have, yeah, and never and never had it. Now, he was mocked to her the Evid, which would be a good Evid. Remember, we had a sheet in the mission, we'll see about it. 
that writing a get on an evid, but if you hold that's good, and he was mocked the dirt works, or do we have to be cheshish, the evid got there on his own, and there was no nesina. Amarava, what do you mean? How do you have a star gitten written on the skin? Anything you write on skin with a pen, you just erase it off. And maybe there was a tenai in there, maybe there's all kinds of things that were supposed to be there that you erased off. Assuming Ksav Shiachla is daif is an issue. It's going to be a is tomorrow in the Mishnah. But assuming it's an issue, so how do you have it written? So what do you mean? Well, the Rabbi Kashma Sisa, the Mishnah itself said, Al Yada Evid. That was one of the cases we had in the Mishnah. Mm-hmm. You can have a get that's Yachla is daif, that you can have that's erasable, if you have Edim Esira. Because the Edim Esira will have read it. And the Edom Assyria will see, know exactly what was written on the Shtar or the Evid, and then you can never lie about it, because you always have Edom Assyria who can say, no, we saw it, we know what was in there. But if you hold, you have Edom Chasim only, El El Rambach HaMakasher. Rambach clearly is talking about a case where there's no Edom Assyria, because that's the whole Shaila, is how did the Evid get to the Isha? How did, he, how did he end up in the Isha's possession? So clearly we don't have Edom Assyria. So what do you have? Edi Chasima? But if it's erasable, so you don't know what they actually signed on, because they're not here to tell us what was actually in the Shtar. So the Rambam Chama Nami Lekasha Bixuvas Kaka. We're talking about where it's tattooed, and a tattoo is permanent. It's under the skin. Taisus discusses that is a Darisis and is a Drabanan to make a tattoo. Which cases would it be usher? Is this considered like a Suriana? Debatable looking Taisus over here. But either way, that's assuming it makes no difference. What that is? Those are all bad things. It doesn't possible. Doesn't possible to get. Okay, and it doesn't possible to get, and therefore it's it's made it's become unerasable. Mm-hmm. The Mishnah could be talking about that as well. So my Havila, so what's the Maskana? So Tashma, Damar Ishlakish, Rishlakish said in the Gemara, Subas and Mabasra, Hagaydris, and them Chazaka, things which move, animals, Avodim, you cannot normally, when you have something in your possession, if I have a book in my possession, the fact that I have it in my possession is a proof that it's mine. Because always, how did the book get here? Must be I purchased it, right? The fact, yes, I could have stole it. The assumption is if it's in my possession, it's mine. But things that move, sheep, animals, avodim, lav dafka, the fact that I have it in my possession is a proof that it's mine. Because it could be it came here on its own, and I just decided to keep it. And therefore, since for Hilchas Kenyan, we say it doesn't work, for Hilchas Get also, just because the Isha has an Evid that she got from the husband, unless she can prove how the Evid came from the husband, it would not be a kosher Get, unless we know otherwise. By Rambacham, what about a similar shell? She has one of these uh, one of these slates that you can write on, and it's hers. The get kosovaleo, and now we find that she pulls it out and it has a get written on it. And now he comes and gives it to her. Okay? So we have a, a, a slate which has on it owned by Leah. So we know this was Leah's slate. Okay. Now the husband comes to Bezdin and gives her this slate. With the get written, engraved on it, whatever it is. Oh. So Nashayla is, we said the, the star has to be his. So we know this particular slate was owned by her. So how did it get to him? Okay. So, so maybe she just gave it to him. And now, you know, he made a kenyan on it. Then he went and wrote the get on it. Then he's giving it to her. Take out the word Isha. Or maybe over here, even though Matana Manasla works, because people understand the lumbers of Hilchus Gittin. And then for maybe he said, Yo, you want to get? Give me something to write on. And she gives him the slate. He writes the get. He gives it to her. But nobody really was mechavin to make any kinyan going on over here. And if he didn't make a kinyan on this slate, on this paper, then it's not his and it's not a kosher get. So how does this work? Amar Vayat Tashma. 
Afu Hayid al Kfar Kotan Shai Bitsad Bushlaim. There was this Yudim and Bassar and the Gmurmishna and Idias. There was a small town outside of Bushlaim. He used to lend money to everybody in the city. Now, normally when you have when you lend money, you write a star. The Leva is supposed to write the star. Right? The Leva writes the star, I owe you money, and he's makna that star to the Malva. But over here the Malva took care of it. The Malva wrote of a Kaisab he wrote his own his own documents. Vachem Khaisman, of course other people signed on it, but it was the Malva's documents. But myself sure they said it's fine. Now how does it find? Must be, because when he wrote the documents for himself, he was it really to the Leva, and then the Leva gave it back to the Malva. But it was a Kenyan, so you see, that they know to be it back and forth. Some of must be they know to make a Kenyan. Tamarava, yes. My kusha, Dilma, Zakin Shani. That was a Tamar Chacham. Tamar Chacham knows, learned all these halachas, understands to make a Kenyan. But how do you know that a regular person knows to make a Kenyan? So the Mashani, the other Lakni, Elamarava, my Chacham. Arav Hayetzel Lachachis Mishtoros. Normally, when you have an Arav, a guarantor, who's part of the Malva and the Leva, so the Malva lends the money to the Leva, and we have a guarantor signed. So normally, a guarantor signs. And writes in the document itself, Ruben owes Shimon money, and if Ruben can't pay, then Levi will pay, and that's all part of the document. And that's all good, and, and he's Mechaev himself to pay back if he can't, uh, if Ruben cannot pay back, or whatever it is. But, what happens if you have a Shtar Halva that was already signed, and now the Malva comes to Levi and says, you know what, I'm nervous here, I don't think you're going to pay me back. So Levi goes and gets a guarantor, and he writes on the Shtar after the signatures, that the Aureyev agrees to pay back if the Levi cannot pay back. So in such a situation, the Arv is Chayev, because he wrote it, but it, there's no signatures on that part. It's after the signature of the document. So Arv, he's Mechayev himself, but only from Mechayev himself that he has, not from any Meshubadim that he sold. Now, wait a second. He doesn't own that piece of paper. For the Arv to be Mechayev himself, they have to be Makhner the piece of paper to the Arv. The Arv writes on it, and it's Makhner it back. Mechatesi knows how to do that. Must be it's a riot. People know to be Makhner the star back and forth. Amavashi, you're right. My kusha dim gavra yada, gavra shani the other laknuei. Maybe that's a man, but over here we're talking about a woman. A woman is not learning mesechta's gittin necessarily or hilchas ksuba or anything like that. How did, who said that she even knows that she has to be maknuei? Amavashi, it's a mission. Mayalcha, we have a mission. We'll see tomorrow. We says isha kesevas is gita. A woman, if the husband is playing games, <laughs> doesn't want to write. The isha can write a get for herself. Obviously, the husband tells her to do it. It has to be betzivoy abal, debatable. But assuming the husband tells her to do it, she writes it on her own paper. She can write it piksaviyad if she knows how to write, and then gives it to the husband, who then gives it back to her. Obviously, she knows then to be makna to the husband. So we see it. Isha is aware of this. Because a man is writing the receipt that the woman is going to give him for paying off the ksuba, he can write it and give it to her. So it works both ways. I don't care who writes it. I care that the signatures are done properly and the receiver is done properly. The writing can be done by either party. So Lamaisa, we see that a woman could write a get and she knows halachically to be makna it to the husband so then it becomes his either before she writes it or after she writes it whatever you think you need to do it. At some point it becomes his and then she gives it back and therefore here also in this case we have a slate that was hers that all of a sudden one day he comes and gives her a get on it. We can properly assume everything meaning it, so otherwise that he she was makna to him that piece of document or the slate and then he wrote to get her. She wrote it and then he gave it to her properly and it would talk a kosher again. Okay.